Hi, everyone, and welcome to our new ESG podcast series looking at ESG and private equity. My name is James Marlowe, and I'm a managing associate in the firm's sustainability practice. And alongside me is Sophia Bumajan, who is a managing associate in our private equity team. And we are both delighted to be joined today by Montague, who will be delving into this topic with us for three short podcasts. Now, Montague is a leading mid-market private equity firm committed to finding and growing businesses that make the world work. Montague has 10 billion euros in assets under management and deep experience in healthcare and the tech enablement of its central businesses. ESG forms an integral part of Montague's strategy, and it has recently been named the Private Equity Manager of the Year in the Environmental Finance 2022 Sustainable Investment Awards, and has also been among the first PE firms to set a science-based carbon reduction target for its own operations and portfolio. We're joined by Kim Wall and Abhishek Kumar. Kim leads the ESG practice at Montague, having worked in the space for over a decade, including having a role in ESG consulting at PwC. And Abhishek is an investment manager in the UK investment team and has been with Montague for four years. Very nice to be here. Hello. Kicking off with our first question then, we have seen the merits of ESG being increasingly debated in the media, with some suggesting that there is a conflict between ESG and doing business well. Kim, maybe you can tell us how you are approaching the ESG agenda at Montague. We find that strong ESG management can be a sign of doing business well. Uh, That's why we consider ESG factors pre-acquisition and uh, also support companies to mature their approach during the ownership period. Pre-acquisition ESG integration means using the environmental, social and governance criteria as a fundamental piece of our analysis of material risks and risk-adjusted returns. So ESG criteria helps us to get a complete picture of the risks and opportunities associated with an investment and therefore leads to better decision-making. And then throughout the ownership period, we also apply the ESG lens, so to speak, to establish strategies that protect value by managing material ESG risks and drive value for all stakeholders. Fantastic. And Abhishek, you know, from your perspective of originating and sourcing and executing deals, you know, tell us a little bit about why you think ESG matters to Montague. ESG is really important to Montague. I think we have a real shared belief that an ESG strategy is consistent with creating long-lasting value. Um, And actually, it's every single one of the pillars that's important. Referring to the Economist article, it's not just about environment, it's the social governance and all three together that really helps deliver that. And actually, one of of the CEOs of our portfolio companies, I think, put it best, where if you really think about what ESG is, it's about running a business properly. It's not just a side project. And so from a value perspective, you're protecting value by putting in the right uh, procedures and culture in place. Just think about cybersecurity, for example, which is always very topical and important. I mean, that's a core part of any ESG strategy. And you get value creation by creating the right environment for people to really thrive, attract the best talent. And ultimately think about a lot of the success of businesses comes down to the people. at Montague, we're really proud of investing in companies and growing and hopefully we'll keep continuing. That's great. And it's been great to witness that myself um, when you guys, uh, there's a big difference uh, in the company from when you guys acquire it to when you guys exit it. Um, it's been fantastic to see. Um, 
Kim, maybe you can take us a little bit through, you know, the history of Montague's ESG journey. Um, what have been the pivotal milestones for you thus far? Yes, absolutely. Um, there are three milestones along Montague's journey that, that come to mind if I look back. Firstly, the formalization of the approach. Montague's focus is on what we call businesses that make the world work. So we like to invest in businesses that are loved and relied on by their customers um, and that are resilient through economic cycles. So these can be businesses such as manufacturers of medical devices, where customers depend on a high quality product or in highly regulated industries. So that has always meant an element of responsibility is critical to our investments. But the first time we sat down and actually called our approach ESG was in 2015, when Montague joined the UNPRI and launched its sustainable investing policy. Formalizing the approach into an ESG framework and strategy allowed us to apply a consistent approach that we can both evaluate but also communicate with our stakeholders, including our investors. And then the second milestone was establishing and growing a dedicated ESG team. The ultimate responsibility for ESG uh, back then and also today is with the investment team to ensure that ESG issues are properly considered in our investments decisions and that they are managed by the businesses that we invest in, which is really important. But given the complexity and the interconnectivity of individual ESG topics, as well as the increasing expectation and needs of our stakeholders um, and the stakeholders of the businesses, the deal teams increasingly needed someone to talk to for specialist advice on exactly how to go about doing things right. And so these are really setting out the building blocks for our ESG um, approach. But then thirdly, um, as we were evolving our approach, it was also about making bold commitments to drive improvements and progress across the portfolio. Um, one example is setting our science-based carbon reduction target, formalizing our commitment to reducing carbon emissions in our operations and portfolio. I think that's something that's really excited people across the business, being on the front lines in the space and um, bringing new ideas uh, to us as well. But if I take maybe a broader step back and think about the approach, um, I believe the big change over the years has certainly been moving from a risk focus to identifying opportunities. And that is both pre and post acquisition. One really recent example is one of our portfolio companies that helps businesses monitor their IT estates to boost performance, but also optimize costs. They identified that there's an appetite by its customers to understand the energy consumption and carbon emissions from their IT estates to meet their own stakeholder uh, expectations. And the company is currently looking into whether it is possible to use its existing capabilities to create a new offering to provide um, this information, so the carbon emissions data, to their clients, which could become a real value add product. That's a, that's a great example. Um, and can you tell us maybe a little bit about just your own operations? Um, you guys have rightly focused on um, you know, ESG as it comes to your investments, um, which is probably, yeah. you know, the crux um, of, of where the significant opportunities and risks lie. Mm. Um, but in terms of your own operations, um, how, how do you manage that? How do you demonstrate to others that Montague uh, yeah. walks the talk? I think that is really important because 
um, ESG or sustainability is also important to our own stakeholders, our own employees and communities that we operate in. Um, and it also allows us to apply our own learnings and share that with our portfolio companies and, and advise them through our own experience um, as well. So yes, we've set our own objectives and how we can improve um, the impact that we have on the environment, on our employees and on the communities that we operate within. Um, and we also track progress year on year. We have established working groups that also focus on making sure that we're progressing against our objectives as well. Um, so yeah, real highlights from 2021 have been that 78% um, of our manager promotions have been female, and that was up by 48% from the previous year, which I think is, is, is really great um, from a diversity perspective as well. Um, and then we also focus, you know, um, the science-based target um, also focuses on our own operations. So we're looking to reduce emissions from our offices. Um, and we've in 2021 been able to switch to 100% renewable energy at our headquarters in London, which, um, yeah, was a great accomplishment as well. Oh, fantastic. Um, I saw that you guys moved to some really great new offices, is that right? Or you've <laughs> yes. revamped we've, your We've office? moved all the way from the third floor to the fifth and sixth floor. So <laughs> really, really big move. But uh, no, it's been nice to renovate the whole thing and kind of really think about um, how to build a sustainable footprint. And so we actually have a moss wall kind of against the side and kind of various green spaces, but also just thinking about, uh, you know, the social pillar in ESG and breakout rooms and just creating you know, how do you create an even nicer environment for people to thrive? And kind mm. of it's been great to see all of that be used kind of very regularly and kind of more interaction between all the different teams. And now kind of the larger footprint has given the opportunity for everyone to be under the same roof and kind of getting all the benefits of that. So, yeah, it's been really great. Yes, and our operations team who was working um, with the contractors on, on the design, they also really thought about how can we reuse um, uh, IT equipment, furnitures within the new design as well, and where it couldn't be reused. We also looked at um, kind of charities or schools or so on that could benefit from these IT equipments or furnitures as well, and were able to actually donate um, a, a good proportion of that as well. So yeah, kind of sustainability was kind of integral into the design of the new offices as well. Well, that's really good to hear, in, including around the, the moss wall, Abhishek. Very, very exciting on the, the design front there. But I mean, just to wrap up, uh, I think this this podcast, we've talked a lot about what you're doing and have done in the past. It would be great to get both of your thoughts on how you see ESG developing over the next few years, both at Montague and in the private equity world more broadly. I'd say the, mo the momentum now is just moving in one direction. I think if you look across the investor universe, the focus on ESG is just increasing and increasing. And I think everyone recognizes the importance of it. The challenge is what's the right way to, to think about and measure it? What actions do you take? And that's where I think we see a lot of the activity going on and hopefully investment. And I guess kind of if you stretch that out and think about, okay, so what is the real end goal here? I think it's uh, hopefully gonna be a uh, case that best practice and maybe common framework emerges for ESG. And so what's conceivable is in the same way that you see a P&L um, and every business looks at that um, in order to assess their financial health, could you end up with a similar set of standardized metrics for ESG and everyone just looks at that um, in the normal manner for their ESG health and mm. that'd be a great place to, to end at. 
Yeah, I would also say at Montague, we're really continuously looking at how we can evolve our areas of specialism and our own um, capabilities. I think where we probably will increasingly spend more time is with portfolio companies. Um, they're you know, seeing the demand from their own stakeholders on um, asking for more information on how are you, uh, you know, what's your part in driving the sustainability agenda? Can you share more information? Um, and so we, as well as a network of consultants, can, you know, support those companies in that journey. And, and I think we'll spend more time with them on exactly that. Um, for the industry, I think I would just reiterate what you just said, Abhishek, <laughs> on um, I expect that the data quality and um, the reporting and the standardization around data and reporting will just um, increase over time and, and quite rapidly probably as well. Um, and I think that's really driven by three things, one being uh, regulations. So we have the SFDR in the EU placing more uh, reporting requirements on investors and the UK is currently looking at its own version and you know the details are yet to be seen but um, yeah I think there's a clear regulatory drive um, for better quality and more reporting as well. Um, I think secondly we see that in the corporate environment there are lots of efforts to standardize uh, reporting and the data as well. The um, kind of newly created sustainable standard boards has just um, published a draft of recommended uh, KPIs. And I think the expectation is that those will be adopted um, across markets more, more widely as well. Um, and that means more information will be available to investors to um, conduct analysis and benchmarking as well. Um, and we also see investors coming together, for example, through the ESG Data Convergence Initiative to standardize a bit more the information that they're asking of their portfolio companies, that um, GPs in particular are asking of their portfolio companies, um, and that they're reporting to their clients, to the LPs um, as well. And then finally, I think client demands. I think we see it from our LPs, from our investors. They're evolving their understanding on ESG topics. They're pushing us harder on sharing more information, more data, more evidence on um, kind of ESG performance. And so I think these three drivers really will lead to more and better information being available. That means we can do better analysis and Essentially, that will give us the tools for better decision making, but also to really drive action more rapidly as well. I think that's really interesting to hear, certainly from your perspective, uh, uh, Kim and Abhishek, and from someone working in the space a lot um, from the other side, uh, I would agree momentum is definitely only going in one direction uh, and you guys are definitely getting it from, from all angles, whether that's <laughs> regulators or, mm. or investee companies. And, and great to hear that um, engagement um, and standardization is at the, at the heart of your approach. Um, I think that's everything for this podcast on kind of Montague and ESG generally. Uh, join us for our next podcast uh, when we'll look a little bit more at Montague uh, and their science-based targets.